This is episode 103 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. This podcast is a weekly conversation designed to help you think and laugh and keep your eyes on Jesus. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Uh-oh, there's those doldrums. Oh, those doldrums. Where, where are they usually? What's the, do you have spring doldrums? I guess you could. Not generally. No. I'm, here, I'm, think, I'm thinking about winter doldrums. Yeah, I oh. think so. A little, yeah. uh, Merriam-Webster, those guys uh, described it as a uh, listlessness or despondency. Yikes. Uh, did you know that where that came from, doldrums? I uh, had guessed. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would say I feel like it has a nautical origin of some kind. Well, but I mean, I, there is part of that. A part of the ocean near the equator abounding in calms. And light shifting wind, shifting the shift. Could it be like because, so you're not going to catch a big breeze, like you might be just kind of stuck if you're there in the doldrums. Right, yeah. Which is how you can feel Mm -hmm. this time of year, just a little stuck, like nothing going on. No winds to blow you on to the next holiday. You're just kind of here in January. What do you do during the, yes, we'll just call them the winter doldrums, the the uh, Christmas season, uh, per se, is over, yeah. and now it's like there's a lot, not a lot of sunshine many times, mm-hmm. depending where you live exactly, and all of a sudden there's the winter doldrums. What do you do to get out of your winter doldrums? I don't know that I choose to do this or that it just kind of ends up happening every year, but it was something that I'm pretty sure I heard first from Pastor Tim Keller, who said that in the winter months he finds himself— if I'm paraphrasing him here correctly, growing closer to God. Like it's colder out, so you've kind of got to get warmer in your relationship with God. And it's not like I choose like, oh, it's winter. Time to start getting closer to God. (laughs) No, I don't choose that. But I don't know what it is. Maybe it's having just come off of the Christmas season where we're thinking about this miracle of God with us. But I find for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, in these winter months when there's really nothing else going on, Maybe it's having more time to read. I don't know. Just kind of finding like I have more, I feel like I have more thoughts about God that are fresh that I haven't considered before Hmm. that just happen at this time of year. And again, I'm not saying that to sound like uber spiritual, like it's some discipline I have. It's just I feel like the fact that maybe it is even that there aren't distractions. Everything happened last month. Nothing happens this month. At least for me, if you don't like sports, there's nothing happening this month. <laughs> True. And so there are these thoughts that kind of maybe just kind of fill that vacuum. I'm supposing here. I don't know why that comes. But for me personally, that's why these months don't feel quite so much like doldrums to me because I feel like there's always something that kind of comes to my head to, to fill that void. Like, wow, there's not as much going on to distract me. There's some really cool thoughts about God that can kind of creep in in that silence. Now, you mentioned something and just talked, you said books, and if you listen to the Rise Up Morning Show, you've heard me talk about this a little bit, but this being the Rise Up Podcast, let me go in a little bit more in-depth in what I've learned. I've done something that I uh, very rarely have done during my lifetime. It's not that I don't have books. I have plenty of books. <laughs> you have? Have books. What are they for? Uh, Gen- generally reading. Uh, reading. There's a, not, there's a thought that, uh, <laughs> that has, yes, occurred to me before. 
But oh. right before Christmas, I picked up the book, mainly because I wanted to go see the movie uh, sometime, The Boys in the Boat. Oh, they're talking about it. They say it's good. True story about uh, Olympic rowers from the University of Washington who went to the uh, Berlin Olympics in 1936 and won a gold medal. So, I mean, that's already, it's part of history. And I thought, well, you know, I want to go see the movie. So let me do something a little different for me. And uh, I've found that it really has brightened up the mm. those winter doldrums, but it's done it in a way that unexpected to me. I expected to sit down and read a book. And I know this is not new to a lot of people who who are some of my best friends are voracious readers. They read books all the time okay. and, and, and they talk about them all the time. And I feel kind of a little left out sometimes. But I'm I'm enjoying now what they have enjoyed, I'm sure, uh, over the years, reading different kinds of books. And that I was expecting to get my uh, alone time. It's quiet time where you're reading a book and you get involved and you kind of get away from those winter doldrums because mm. you're so involved in this book yes. that you're reading. And I would look forward to like I put it down and and it's like, OK, got a chapter. Can't wait to get to the next chapter tomorrow. I would take a little by little because you're wanting to enjoy it like a good meal. You know, mm. you're a little bit at a time and that kind of thing. So anyway, but what I've found that I should have known a long time ago according to my English teachers in school, that I should have read the book because it's not only opened up things for me and got me away, it's gotten me into subjects, things that I didn't think I had interest in, but I now it's like, oh, okay, I'm understanding this topic more or that topic oh. more. And then it gets me into something, yes, that the Bible tells us to do all the time, community. You yeah. want it with other people. I've started more conversations with people about different subjects just in the last month Probably more than I have, and I don't know how long, because I'm reading a book and getting information that I didn't have before, and so now I'm opening up conversations, and, and the book, even though it's not a spiritual book per se, there's been a lot of spiritual thoughts to it. This guy wow. makes makes these boats, and he says, yeah, I make the boat, but only God can make a tree. And, That's and how, good. That's good. And how sometimes uh, the, the rowers, the people you know in the boats that are rowing, that the water is their enemy, because you, you have to fight against the water sometimes. But that's very same enemy is your friend because it propels you mm. and moves you on. And like that, that spoke to me spiritually as well, because sometimes you look at whatever problem you're going through is like, oh, it's a problem. But if you're looking at it as a way as God strengthening you yeah. to move past that problem and move on or maybe help someone else. So, yeah, reading a book has just opened my eyes for so many different things. Yeah, I do get my uh, alone time and, and and having that time, but it, it opens up my eyes to so many other things that, that I wouldn't have had had I not read that book. So if you're like me uh -huh. and you look up at that bookshelf or wherever you keep them around your house and you're like, oh, there's 10, 20, 50... So, you know, mm -hmm. how many books are in there that you haven't done? Do you, uh, I would suggest, or at least my suggestion would be encouraging you to go pick up one and see what happens. Or at least do what I would do. You look at the book on your shelf and think, I wonder if my library has the audiobook. Oh. I might start with that. Okay. I might start with that first. Well, a library. Yeah, if there were only a place where you could pick up a book, <laughs> maybe just borrow it for a little bit. <laughs> And it wouldn't cost you anything? Oh, what an idea. Whew. We should get these in every town. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> Starting your day with fun and encouragement. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Yeah, it was a cartoon, but man, this was so good. Okay, so I was watching this little animated movie with the girls the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love to say that, the girls. The girls. My toddler and the little baby girl and my wife. We're watching this animated movie, and I'm thinking, I heard this line. I thought, that was so good. Come on. In an animated film, here's this. 
Asking for help isn't giving up. Asking for help is refusing to give up. Oh. Isn't that good? Nice. Yeah, sometimes we think, oh, if I can't do it on my own, then I must have failed. No. When you ask for help, you're saying, this goal is too important not to reach. Mm. You haven't failed when you ask for help. It isn't giving up. Asking for help is refusing to give up. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. It's Rise Up with Steve and Tim on Family Life. You learn so much by, I don't know, talking to people. And uh, you find out that some people actually don't use, I mean, yes, they use the fitted sheet on their bed, but they don't use the other sheet. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly they don't. Yeah, some. Heard about these people. So, Kelly, are you one who does the fitted sheet? And then you, and then the blanket or comforter or something is next. I am not, but my children, my grown children do. What explanation do they give? They claim that there's no need for it, therefore why use it? (laughs) I love how you say they claim. claim. You show us where you stand on this one, Kelly. I love it. (laughs) So so we never never knew those people existed, but you've been living with it all your life then. Well, just since they've gone out on their own and become adults. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Right. It's when you're under my roof, (laughs) you're going to be under a a sheet, too. Well, well, you say adults. So-called adults. (laughs) But I can say that I have asked the question of my children and they do say that many of their friends, same age people do the same thing. Wow. Okay, and that's what we're hearing but too. I think it's a generational thing. Okay, okay. Right. You know what they say? Kids these days. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm Sierra. I'm from Skinny Alice, New York. You have a, uh, I don't want to make a judgment here. You sound like you have a young voice. You're, you're a youthful person. Uh, is that fair to say? Since you're a youthful person, are you one that does the fitted sheet and then yourself and then no other sheet? Yes, I do that. Here's my argument. Okay. I'm a very, I'm an active sleeper. I move around a lot when I sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, my top sheet is either wrapped around me or sitting at the bottom of my bed. <laughs> so why have it if it's not going to end up serving any purpose other than, you know, kind of like making you into a makeshift mummy, right? Exactly. Okay, we'll buy that, but I have a follow-up question uh-huh. for you. You're the defendant. Um, here's, here's, <laughs> you're on the stand You're here. on the witness stand here. Now, when you go out to buy your sheets, aren't they, don't you purchase them, the fitted sheet and the other top sheet are together in one container? Yeah. What do you it's do with all the... Closet. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, you have a collection of regular sheets. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, that's, right, that's nice. Know. If anybody ever needs to borrow one, we know who to call. You know who to call. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Good morning. My name is Tracy. Tracy, what side of this do you fall on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a completely different take from what I've been hearing. Ooh. We have a queen-size bed. My husband is a light sleeper. He can't stand me pulling the top sheet <laughs> away from him. So we each use our own twin top sheets. <laughs> it's a game changer because we don't disturb each other. It's it's a good idea. He had a good idea. Wow. This this is yep. the next level. Yep. I guess it takes being in your 50s to have the wisdom to know how to do that. (laughs) Have you guys done seminars and stuff on this? Uh... Yeah, maybe we should. It it might be a good idea. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. 
It's Rise Up with Steve and Tim on Family Life. I'm looking forward to saying something I've heard so many people say, but I've never been able to say it. Hmm, What's that? Uh, oh, the book is better than the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reading the books is not always something you find yourself getting through, is it? I have lots of books, but haven't read it, but I'm in the I relate, I relate. Yeah, okay. But uh, as I mentioned last week, The Boys in the Boat, a movie that came out on December 25th, based Mm -hmm. on a true story, the rowing, the Americans that won the gold medal in the, oh, give it away, uh, 36 (laughs) Berlin Olympics. Oh, it's been a few years then. It's been a few years, uh, but the movie is out. And I haven't seen the movie, but I'm Mm. currently reading the book. Mm. Love the book. Absolutely Mm. love it. And I'm picking up so many spiritual aspects in, in the book, like last week I related about the water because this is about rowing. Right. And it said the water is your enemy, but it's also your enemy is your friend. And I'm like, oh, that is so good because mm. as you look in your life today, whatever you're going through, uh, actually it's making you stronger. Wow. So it's good. Read something the other day in the book that just jumped out at me and into my heart. And I said, thank you, Lord, for pointing that out. Uh, the main character is dating this girl and he always picks up, he always finds these four leaf clovers hmm. and she's always amazed. And she says, how do you keep finding four leaf clovers? And he said, and he didn't mean it's fair, but he said, well, the only time I don't find them is when I stop looking for them. Oh, man. Ooh, and I'm like, wow. That, that and kind of deep. First thing that I thought of is like the good in people. Oh, uh, sure. You sure. run across someone. It's like the only time you stop seeing good in people is when you stop looking for it. Wow. But more importantly, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The only time you won't find God. Wow is when you stop looking for God. I love it. That's yes. a good book. That's a good book. That's a good, good book. <laughs> it's Steve and Tim helping you to rise up on family life, a friend you can turn to. Honestly, I, beautiful is the word I would use for this. It was beautiful just to see what people have had to say when we asked on the Family Life Rise Up Facebook page, mm-hmm. what's your favorite name of God from the Bible? Like there's a lot of different so names many. of God yeah. that you find in the Bible. And we want to hear which one is your favorite. The name of God that means something to me was Jehovah Rapha. Hmm. And I had just learned that name. In 2001, I was facing breast cancer. I had gone to the uh, college down in Virginia beach area with my daughter and while she was in her interview I was walking through the garden and I saw a plaque that said Jehovah Rapha and I knew instantly when I saw that that my breast cancer was going to be a non-issue and it was Hmm. praise God the name I love for God is see it in the Bible once in a while on the side Y-H-W-H the sound of your breath when he, Moses asked him his name, he gave him the sound of your breath. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I have heard that before, that, that what we say sometimes as Yahweh, that it comes from that, yes. the, the breathe in, comes from breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And I even have it tattooed on my forearm. Good for you. Vinny, that is so, that is so I that love, is awesome. I love the sound of that name. Only our God could come up with that. Given his name, the sound of our breath, so even atheists acknowledge him and don't even know it. Wow. Amen. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing uh, every day, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. You get questions about that, and you're able to share every day, so thanks for that. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. <laughs>